God save the king. There were lots of trumpets and choirs and chanting, and um, honestly, it was like a Diana Ross concert, the number of costumes that uh, Charles was wearing on Saturday morning. And I know, I've already received at least one text that shows some respect for the monarchy. I'm sorry. I, You know what? I don't have to. You can't chop my head off like some of his predecessors could. No disrespect. You know, I'm sure Charles is a good and decent person, and he has all kinds of great intentions. But watching him holding his magic sticks on the weekend, and then they handed him the orb, and then there were all sorts of swords. And honestly, you know, all you got to do, Justin Trudeau just had to deliver a eulogy for his father, and all of a sudden he was the next prime minister of Canada. And there was a woman in a very fetching uh, dress or robe with uh, a sword on Saturday, and now people are saying she should run for prime minister. Why? Because she can hold a sword? She can look really determined and purposeful holding a sword. I'm, you know, so I remain unpersuaded by the whole show and pageantry. Let's find out if Preet Banerjee feels the same because he was actually on the front lines of all of this on uh, Saturday and Sunday. And he joins us now. Founder of Money Gaps, a routine commentator here on News Talk 1010 and now a new Londoner. Nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning, John. Okay, now I remember, because I went to the wedding of William and Kate, uh, the streets of London were an extraordinarily exciting affair. They were festooned with flags. Everybody had a day off, as people do today. So what is sort of the level of interest and excitement in London this weekend? It's really a tale of two cities. I think you've got one camp who are totally living for the moment because there is just a ton of pageantry all around the city. Flags draped on top of, you know, roads everywhere downtown. All the buildings are, you know, flashing red, white, and blue. Um, Even, you know, pastry shops all have their own version of, you know, coronation chicken. They've got different croissants shaped in, you know, Charles's crown and whatnot. It's really in your face if you want it to be. But there's still a lot of people even here who are not big fans of the monarchy. And it's If you don't want to be a part of it, you can just go about your daily life without being too bothered by it. It's 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 such a big city. You can get whatever you want. There's I think they're about to cross 10 million people in the city of London. It's absolutely massive. Okay, so how about you? I mean, we had to get up before the sun came up in order to take in the show. You got to sleep in. (laughs) Yes. And so I'm not a monarchist, uh, but I figured, you know, we're walking distance from everything that was going on. So how could you miss one of the most significant historical events for this country ever? And we kind of knew that, you know, people had started camping out days before the coronation. And we knew that there was no chance that we were going to actually see anything good unless we left at an ungodly uh, hour in the morning. And we just weren't going to do that. So we all, our game plan was always, you know, let's get up, we'll have our breakfast, have a routine, and we'll start walking over there and take the tube over at about nine o'clock. We'll miss the procession, but we'll feel the environment and the atmosphere. And that's kind of our approach. It was, it was really cool to be there, uh, surrounded by, there were so many people. I've never seen London shut down 
all the streets around uh, Westminster were completely shut down and just people were in the middle of the road everywhere. It was a really magical moment, even though I'm not big into the monarchy. It was just being there was really fascinating. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's a grand show, isn't it? You got the carriage and the scepters and the orb and the gold uh, tunic and all of that stuff. So even if you're not a monarchist, it's still something to take in. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we ended up wandering around, um, you know, right as all the festivities inside Westminster Abbey were taking place. And so we wandered into Selfridges, just walking around, looking around. And there was, uh, in the audiovisual department, there all the TVs everywhere were showing the coronation. And it was really interesting to see all the people gathered around all the TVs at the moment where, you know, he's getting the scepter and the orb and, you know, the hat and all that. <laughs> and, and they were just enthralled by the moment. And it was special to be there to witness it for them because it was so significant for them, even though it wasn't significant for me. Preet, thanks a lot. Good to have you. Thank you, John. Preet Banerjee, and if you like Preet, you can always learn more. He's a personal finance consultant, and his website is called Money Gaps. He'll be back on Wednesday morning, as he usually is, at 6.20. So sanctify thy servant Charles, that he may be crowned with thy gracious favor and filled with abundant grace and all princely virtues. Through him who liveth and reigneth supreme over all things, one God, world without end. Amen. God save the King! God save the King! As the Archbishop of Canterbury at the moment of crowning King Charles III, lots of things to unpack from the weekend, which, depending on what your perspective is, was either ridiculous um, ceremony signifying nothing or a grand and ancient ceremony dating back a thousand years. Our royal correspondent, Corin Hall, joins us right now. Good morning, Corin. Okay, so what are your reflections on everything as it unfolded? And bearing in mind, of course, there was the coronation on Saturday, then there was a concert last night, and so, and today's a holiday. That's right, yes, it is actually. You wouldn't know it at the moment. Um, Yes, I think it was a magnificent ceremony, obviously not on the scale of 1953. Not so many diamonds out, for one thing, and not so many peers' robes and all that sort of thing. They streamlined it quite a lot, but it was still a magnificent ceremony. It still had all the ancient traditions going back a thousand years, as you mentioned. I, I think they did very well. I thought the king looked at sometimes vulnerable, sometimes very nervous, very worried. And after they were crowned, after they came out of the abbey, and especially when they came on the balcony, you could almost see the relief on the king and queen's faces. Hey, we got it done. It's all over. It went according to plan. And I think, you know, because it, it went so well, I think there was a huge sigh of relief all over the palace. So what's sort of the general mood in in London through the weekend and today? I mean, certainly there was massive crowds outside of the palace, so it was very much like the old days where the royals would come out and wave for generations and everyone would turn up. I think 
the king and queen were quite surprised, actually, as they came out onto the balcony, exactly how many people had turned up. I mean, as far as the eye could see, there was a photographer standing beside them who put a photograph on Twitter of the crowds, the king and queen, and behind them you could see the crowds down the mouth as far as you could see. And that's a long road. I mean, you couldn't put a pin between people. I think they were surprised. And I mean, the people came out yesterday and had the big lunch, the street parties everywhere. Last night there was a big concert at Windsor, which was televised. That was brilliant. Again, crowded out. I mean, it's been a magnificent weekend. And Corn Hall, hard not to be mindful of the fact that you look at that congregation and the future king is present and his heir also present, but just a kid. That's the first time that somebody in line to the throne has participated. Little Prince George being a page boy was the first time that we've seen a direct heir to the throne actually participate in a coronation ceremony of one of their predecessors. So that was quite a historic moment. And I think those little page boys, they behaved brilliantly. They they were so good. They'd obviously been well drilled, but, you know, they were aged between, what, 9 and 13. And, of course, little Prince Louis stole the show as usual. I I have to wonder, you know, this morning I've received no small number of texts saying I'm not being respectful enough of the crown. But, you know, as a Canadian, I appreciate that King Charles is King Charles of Canada. But some of the stuff watching on Saturday morning just seemed like um, almost, you know, silliness. And I don't want to be insulting to you and to monarchists, but I wonder how committed people are to this sort of pageantry now that the magic is off. I think people who've read about it are committed because you see all the different traditions. And I mean, we've had pages and pages in the papers explaining what they're doing and why they're doing it and how long some of these traditions have gone back. And, you know, some of them, it's over a thousand years. I mean, the instruction book for this coronation was written in the 14th century. Yes, it's been modified a bit, but it was written in the 14th century. And one thing I must say was how pleased I was to see the Canadian Mounted Police riding in the procession on the way back to the the palace. I think that was wonderful to see them in such a prominent role. So what lies ahead? I would imagine that uh, if uh, King Charles wants to consolidate things, he's going to have to hit the road. Yes, exactly. They will be out and about meeting people. I mean, today is a day that people are supposed to go out and volunteer and help the community. And I've just seen that the Prince and Princess of Wales and their three children are with the Scouts in Slough. So, you know, they're doing their bit. But yes, I think the, the King will have probably a couple of days off to recover from all that, you know, sort of, sort of the strain of having he had so much to remember to get right. You can't afford to get something wrong in a ceremony like that. And I think once they've taken a breath and they'll be back to work and they'll be throwing themselves into everything again because they've got to do that. The late Queen used to say I've got to be seen to be believed and I think they have to be seen now to be relevant as well. Corin, thanks so much. It's been wonderful Thank having you, you along for this journey. Good to talk to you, John. Bye-bye. That's our News Talk 1010 Royal Correspondent Corin Hall on the line from the UK. She'll make one final appearance this afternoon in connection with the coronation. I mean, we always reach out to her when there's uh, royal news.